I think that of our kind of, of our sort of like friend network and regular guests, I reckon I could tell different people's claps blind. I reckon I could do a blind <laughs> clap test. That is the yeah. best humble brag I've ever heard in my fucking life, man. Big call, oh, huge there's call. There's nothing humble about it. I am. I, was gonna say, I, am I don't think that's a humble brag at this point. I think it's a regular brag, but what it's bragging about is just pathetic. <laughs> and uh, who's going to be pathetic when I need to identify you by your claps in some kind of combat <laughs> situation, Milo? What about if we were in like an combat underground situation. An underground bunker, mm-hmm. and the yeah. only way we could communicate As to an overground bunker? Yeah. That's right. You can have an overground bunker. We'll get the Albanians down and ask them. You can have an overground bunker. I would I would love to have the money to spare to be able to ask the Albanian builders to build me a bunker as a kind of meta joke, but What? What's the Oh, I know, I know. I I know what the yeah. meta joke is. No, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm concerned about if anyone knows what this joke is. I don't know matter. what it is. It What's the Albanian link to bunkers? The, the I don't communist know dictator of Albania back in the day, Enver Hoxha, was obsessed with the idea that Albania was going to be like attacked from all sides. And as a result, he built more. There are like more bunkers in Albania than in any other country in the world. That's true. It's bunker okay. nation. It is, well, it's, it's good to be prepared. Town. I think that's yeah. good. Bunker City. I, oh. I can't express to you how little I know about Albania. I just, I just, it is just an absolute blank space. In I don't my know brain. much about Albania. I have to you say. got all the bunker shit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much just that though. Enver Hoxha <laughs> is actually is one of, is one of the more interesting Soviet, um, sort of Soviet Soviet satellite leaders actually. So, mm. um, if you if you if you're ever bored and you want to read anything about him like it's he's like he's actually like quite an interesting guy he's like his um his particular read on like soviet marxism was like was like unusual it was like not the same as the rest of rest of eastern europe you know what i just realized i'm being really boring he's like even more boring than when i was talking about how i'm really good at recognizing people by their claps what if we did this in a bunker could you recognize hush's clap and distinguish it from you know stalin's and if i had a recording yeah yeah for sure well, of course, Stalin never clapped. He only ever was clapped. <laughs> Stalin didn't. It was Stalin a busman's holiday for Stalin, Stalin to clap didn't someone. Clap because um, he thought that it was like uh, potentially something to do with international jury, as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Well, speak, as far as I, as far of, as I can Seinfeld. tell. Speaking of, have you done the communist international jury? <laughs> <laughs> Have you done the communist episode yet with Ted the Communist? Is that is that been through yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, fucking mm-hmm. hell. Cracker. I just Such I remember cracker. watching that initially and be like, I have no idea what these jokes are. It sort of works on a completely different level if you have absolutely no political education at all. Mm-hmm. And now having sort of become whatever the fuck I am as a democratic socialist, I'm like, oh man, this is this is crazy. This is really I mean, funny. It, <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> a little bit red baity. And, and have you got the one where they see Saddam Hussein down the street? Yeah. I think, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there should, should be like an episode where they, you know, they go on a trip to Albania. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, Kramer's got a mate who lives in a bunker. There's a Castro episode as well. Of course, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, yeah see? Yeah. No, no, the there, geopolitics there is, was there. there. I can't there believe they got Castro on politics. the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a big get in the 90s, you know. I bet Huge. you if they'd actually, if they'd asked Castro, he'd have said yes. 
Yeah, do you think they'd have been in violation of some kind of American embargo? Interesting. But, like, honestly, potentially, that feels like the kind mm. of thing that... You know, because America Particularly, like, kind of, like, 90s special measures. I feel like that is, like, almost definitely something that... America's now brought a thing in. Because, you know, like, basically from all of the Western countries, you can go to the US without a visa. You just have to do that, like, Esther thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they've now brought in a thing where if you've ever been to Cuba, you have to get a visa to go to the US. It's yeah. like a new... Mm. Which is mad. Mm. It is indeed. Yeah, just in case you're smuggling cigars. But you're right, Seinfeld didn't do enough. We're all going to Cuba. Like, you know, there's no kind of <laughs> the, the Seinfeld yeah, they, crew they, are yeah, going to. Yeah, they should to, have done like a, like a Seinfeld on tour. Yeah. yeah. I guess they did yeah. the LA, the whole LA plot line as well. That that's was big. That, that's true. But yeah. like, it would have Cuba, been. Cuba, Venezuela, Albania, you know, yeah. where are these locations in Seinfeld? It would have been fun to do a Seinfeld episode in like, Allende's Chile. I know that would have required going back in time a little bit, but you know, suspend yeah. your disbelief. It's a this is a stand-up comedian who's living on his own in a flat in Manhattan. I mean, mm-hmm. you you have to suspend your disbelief a lot. Sure, Kramer would know a guy. He's he's got some Kramer time would definitely know a, would definitely know a guy. Mm-hmm. Kramer joins the Sandinistas. That would be a good show. <laughs> yeah, Sandinistas, Jerry. I'm just saying. Oh, 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 the Sandinistas. <laughs> Why are you getting in a helicopter? They're notoriously dangerous. We're going to Yugoslavia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kramer buying a Yugo. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hello. Welcome to <laughs> Masters of Our Domain, the podcast, which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Mother Webb with someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are joined all the way from Down Under by a comedian, friend of the show. It's Tom Ballard. How are you doing? G'day, mates. I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was a fine, it was a fine day. It's, all, it's always weird recording with Australia because of like the different, the different vibes that we're on in the <laughs> sense of it's like, what, like 9.30pm there and it's like 10.30am here. Um, it's very cold here as well here and is, very hot here there. It is deep winter. Yeah. It was like there were, I almost fell over coming out of my flat this morning because there was just like ice on the steps. Yeah, I almost <laughs> fell over as well. Yeah, I walked disaster, perfectly fine in oh, normal, normal heat. Oh, look yeah. at look at look at th- look at this guy. Mm. <laughs> what can walk can walk down the street without falling over? <laughs> well, in Australia, we walk up the street. You know, it's all back to front. Yeah, that's topsy-turvy. true. Good point. Yeah, yeah Good of point. course. Yeah. Good point. Um, Are there any Australians in Seinfeld? I'm trying to think. I don't think any of us pop up there in any way. Elle McPherson, of course, was uh, Joey's roommate on Friends, but I don't know if any Australians managed Mm. to penetrate the Seinfeld sphere. Weirdly, Elle McPherson gets a name check, but she's not on it. Okay. And, and yeah. play and as Elle McPherson, not like just like if Seinfeld was on now, Margot Robbie would be a Jerry Seinfeld girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately yeah. dumped because she talked about farting or something. Yeah. 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 Like one tit slightly bigger than the other or something. <laughs> some mad objection. Weirdly, his objections are never looks based. There was the fake tits one. Yeah, but that's not the same. But that's like not the same thing. Young Terry Hatcher. Uh, that's uh, yeah, sake. it did damage to me, Young Terry Hatcher. I was like, damn. Yeah, but I that's wasn't prepared like, for that. But that's like a kind of philosophical objection. Like right, that's yeah. not like that's not because they don't look good. It's that he feels like he's getting shortchanged. <laughs> this woman fancies her tits are real. 
<laughs> but I believe them to be fake. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fucking yeah. Socrates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she insists okay, that her she okay, insists that her tits are the flame, but I can see that her tits are the flame reflected on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you trying to defend Jerry Seinfeld's lack of like shallowness or you just think like oh no no none, no, no, none no. it's just it's based. just it's interesting that none right. of the plot lines are based on are like are based on how a woman how a woman looks yeah it's mostly like, weird habits it's more yeah it's like habits, well no that's not true too man hands what about man hands yes that's true yeah which is i think one of the more unfortunate one it of the was more the 90s. Fortunate and poorly aged, uh, poorly <laughs> aged bits. But that's not. But that's not for a while. That's not until season nine, I don't think. Yeah. And it's a, it's a shame because the rest of the episode's really funny. Uh, I think that yeah, well, the man hands thing is regrettable. We've, dis- we've discussed my my phobia of the chubby toddler hand. Yes, we ha- yes, darling, we have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sweetie, you don't like the little chubby toddler hands. No, it's, it's no. I thought it was that you don't like the little stubby fingers. It's just, I don't know, there are, there are just some otherwise attractive women out there who have chubby toddler hands, and I can't, <laughs> I can't explain, it's like, you're like, you're like looking, you're like looking down the body, you're like normal chubby toddler hand, and you're like, ah, um, and it's, you can never you're predict. You're looking down the body, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Close. He's like, you know. he, he's got, fellas, he's got fellas, his, you know, when you're looking down a ladies. And he's like <laughs> checking off like the different parts of the body, like, yeah, no, tips are there, okay, tips no, up no. to code. Yeah. No, this oh, all seems wait, to be in on. order. Hang on, no, no. Yeah. I'm sorry, we've got. Hello I there. cannot sign off on this job. Not, not while the toddler, the uh, chubby toddler hands are still it's a fire in play. Risk. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is a fire risk. I will lose my license. Is it the tiny little nails? Because I've never got to the bottom of what you mean exactly. Oh, it's, it's by, the whole thing. Chub- it's more the, the pudginess of the palms. I think is the biggest issue. The the, the short <laughs> finger is like also not great, but. Um, do I have chubby no. toddler hands? No. You just have small hands. I do. But they're fine, hands. yeah. They're small but well proportioned. Isn't, isn't you. the, you know, eternal uh, attraction of the small hands is when you put things in it that it looks bigger by comparison? What, isn't what, that better what, for what all What sort of things? Uh, like, a, like, a, like a netball? Like a, like a pomegranate? A <laughs> oh, penises. Like a oh, I see. Like oh, a, a penis. Cock. Oh, right. Oh, so we're, so we're doing blue. I didn't know we were doing blue. It's like 10.30 in the morning for us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Ballard's up late, baby. <laughs> is, it's Ballard after hours and this, we are oh. doing blue. This is one of the many societal discriminations against gay men, which is that men's hands just aren't as small. So, you know, you don't, you don't get that ego boost yeah. that, a man, that a straight man gets by dating a woman with tiny with hands. Tiny, tiny hands. <laughs> like action man <laughs> hands. All that- I know. All men's hands are man's men hands. It's I would look weird if I had big hands, though. They wouldn't go with the rest of me if I had like a little big flapping hands. Like a big foam hand. Like a, like a big flippers. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. It would be. Mm. Much to consider. Much to consider. Um, we don't open with mm, a bit. Make you no, think. No, we don't. Oh, the, by the way, it's season seven. No. Episode season one. seven. We're in season seven. We're yeah. whipping through them. It's the engagement. And we no longer will open with a bit. It's time to. I'm gonna miss the bits. It's time to salute and bid goodbye to our fallen comrade. The opening bit. Shout out to the Shout bits. Shout out to the bits. Yeah, pour one, pour one out for the bits. Well, I was because th- I was thinking this because I thought, oh, maybe this is the season in which yeah, all the stand up is dropped. Like yeah. this is the start of it. But then I went back to the last season, last episode of the last season, which yeah. you guys would have just watched. And there's no- and that didn't open with That's a bit true. either. 
but that is because that episode yes. overran. So when they screened it, they cut the bit. So there is a bit uh, that exists in the ether. It's a kind of Schroeder's, Schrodinger's yeah. bit. Mm. Um, but um, no one's ever seen it. It's kind of del- Don't worry, we did scene. a bit, but you may not see it. Yeah. It, we've, we've got a bit. It's in I, this box. It's too powerful. It both exists and doesn't exist at the same time time so yeah they stopped they stopped doing them entirely jerry finally went in on dominicans right. uh, yeah un- unless um <laughs> unless the point that uh, unless what it actually is is that they recorded a bit for every single episode of season seven and then deleted them which would be quite a funny idea mm. like there being kind of like lost tapes of db cooper but it's just every bit just wasn't just up to scratch bits. yeah he must also have run out of material. Like, he does a bunch of stand-up that we've seen in Seinfeld in I'm Telling You for the Last yeah. Time. Like, mm. like these, these bits are, like, what, the most successful sitcom of all time that we've all seen. Maybe people don't remember the stand-up as much as other people who do mm. comedy do, but it's like, he hangs on to those bits. And I reckon by season six, Jerry probably is <laughs> scraping the barrel of stuff that he feels I can't is okay notice enough anymore. to, to go on I the- can't notice anymore. <laughs> You're seeing these people now who are Chinese. so much. Yeah, it's like it's like Jerry. No, it's like that bit at the end of like Clockwork Orange. He's got his like eyes held open. He's just like, I've I've noticed too much. I can't unsee the things I've seen. The bit event horizon. Yeah. Mm. Um, We're going. We don't need bits to do. Yeah. If only wokeness had been invented in the nineties, he would have had a grand old time. What is the deal? Mm. What What is the deal? What is the deal with wokeness? Well, it's a pretty raw deal for the POC. <laughs> Am I right? Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld becoming one of those clapter comedians would be very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, them, you want? What's the deal there? Hey, I'm a. I thought that was a. Hey, I'm a. <laughs> uh, uh, really nice. Really nice to see you all. I'm a. I'm a. I'm lucky to be here. I w- I'm not lucky to be here. I worked damn hard to be here. Woo! Yes, Queen. <sighs> This is good yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, I hope you're writing this um, down. I miss the bits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is gold. I miss the bits. I must say, I, mm. I, I generally I'll say that this episode did not like amazingly tickle me. Like actually there's something there's something a bit off about this episode mm. to me. Like it doesn't feel mm. quite right. But um uh, yeah, and I feel like maybe see this this season is the beginning of of it becoming much more hit and miss, I would say. Uh, you see, I know, I know this is season. like a very That's I know this is a very common opinion, but I don't I don't agree. I love Season seven through nine. I think that I think there is some really, really strong Mm. episodes. Which, like, I agree there are some patchier ones, but I think the strong ones. Mm. Yeah, the woke Jerry arc. You know, so much makeup. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like the like the the, the, replacing the bits with the stolen land acknowledgement. I think is a mistake. (laughs) I don't think it. I don't think it jibes tonally with the with the rest of the show. I think what is interesting about Season seven, episode one is because there are no bits. It feels like a renewed pilot. It feels like they've like gone back to the beginning. It's like a setup of right. the threads from yep. the threads that we're going to see in season seven. Because season seven mm. is the only season that actually has a storyline that kind of properly runs through it. I suppose like season four does because of the pilot a bit, mm-hmm. but like in terms of like a relationship arc, this is the first relationship arc yep. we have. We will see. Yeah. Susan is back. Susan is back. 
Um, she's lazier than ever. I <laughs> I love... Yeah, she just keeps going round and round. I don't know what her fucking problem is. <laughs> Slowly revolving. Every every time I sort of, you know, go to kind of grab a sandwich off her, she's just... She's she's rotating. Well, she revolved 180 degrees to become a lesbian and has now spun back fully yeah. around to be attracted to <laughs> George Costanza, the yeah. ultimate the ultimate male specimen to win women back from the horrors Maybe of lesbianism. Maybe he's the kind of man seem. you would go for as a lesbian. Maybe he's like the closer. <laughs> he does have a kind of butch lesbian energy. Um, so one of, my, one of my friends who is a lesbian, um, oh, yeah, I know, I've got friends, I've got friends who are lesbians. I'm cosmopolitan. Mm. And uh, she uh, she told me this story once. I thought it was so so funny, um, which was about when she was when she was at school because of like compulsive uh, not compulsive compulsory heterosexuality and so on and so forth. She didn't feel. Um, it makes it sound like it was a class. It is a, oh, it is a heterosexuality class. after lunch. Uh. See, Marla, you don't remember this. It was it was a class. Like when I was at school, it you had to take compulsory heterosexuality until you were sixteen. When yeah. I was at school, they've changed well, that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Made you listen to Cliff Richard. Didn't do any good. It's, <laughs> what a strange <laughs> selection. No, I thought that was a specifically very funny selection because it's the kind of thing where people would be like, Cliff Richard, that's very wholesome. No one would get homosexual urges from Cliff oh, Richard. Oh, I see, because Cliff Richard is gay. And <laughs> but also the... it's like the campus thing on earth. And also Cliff Richard is gay and has never come out. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the theory, right? It's not, yeah. We can't, we can't prove it, but yeah, it seems likely. I can, I can prove it. We're not, we're not outing Cliff heard- Richard on this podcast. I am. I am outing Cliff Richard. Have you ever heard the song Bachelor Boy? It is the, it is <laughs> no, the gayest song that has ever been written. Yeah, it's the uh, song he sings about how he's never going to get married in Summer Holiday. <laughs> Summer Holiday is one of, it's not just one of the best films that's ever, ever been made. Right. It's one of the fucking weirdest. It's up there with Fellini's Eight and a Half, you know. <laughs> it's like yeah. that and then Summer Holiday yeah. with Cliff Richard. Magic realism in yeah. Summer Holiday. Because Fellini, you know what, he didn't have a Root Master bus. I don't think it is a Root Master, actually. I know, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I think, you sure. know what, actually, I don't know why I know this. I think it's actually technically the predecessor to yeah, the Root Master. Yeah, I think Master. it is the predecessor. It is, it's fundamentally the same bus, but it's not technically, it, they hadn't come up with the Root Master branding yet at that time. It's an absolute fucking banger, Summer Holiday. We should do it for Movie Corner. Can you oh, do a musical for Movie Corner? I really hate musicals. <laughs> you hate musicals? Come on. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. It's we get it's, it, you're straight, my lord. It's because of compulsory <laughs> heterosexuality. <laughs> anyway, hell, yeah. yeah, so... Yes, yeah, so like, your, your so, class really took. <laughs> you really, like, it, you really, it really, yeah. really worked listening to those Cliff Richards. They did, they did the fucking um, the Clockwork Orange thing on me, but with musicals. Yeah. They made me watch every Andrew Lloyd Webber like on methamphetamines with my eyes pinned open until I could bear no more. Yeah, yeah, that that would just about do it, I'd say. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, so as so as a result, she didn't like she didn't come out when she was at school. Um, she knew she liked girls, but she just like she just like, never told anyone. And in order to like fit in with um with the other girls, she pretended hmm. that she fancied boys. But as quite often happens when people are trying to like people are trying to kind of mask their sexuality, is they end up getting like getting it wrong in like quite funny, subtle ways. And she was basing it on like what she thought was like a kind of like a kind of ontological um 
sort of platonic picture of what the girls around her found attractive. So yeah. she was like, okay, mm. well, like, obviously, like, they seem to They're like, looking at the shadows on the cave wall. She's yeah, trying exactly. to get out she's into the land of the She's trying to actually look yeah. at, she's trying to look at the puppet. Uh, mm. And so she's like, okay, so like, what they seem to like is, and so she kind of, so she kind of like assembled a sort of selection of like objective characteristics that the girls around her found attractive Frankenstein's boy crush basically yeah but because it was like evacuated of any kind of sexual urgent interest uh, what she landed on as the the kind of like the kind of the ideal pinup was Schwarzenegger and so oh. she got all of these like posters of him and put them up in her bedroom. And then when like one of her friends came round, she was like, "Look, look who I have on the wall! Isn't he so handsome? Wouldn't you like to kiss him?" And her friend was like, "No, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Like he's like that's he like me choosing Barbie gross. or some shit." Yeah. <laughs> Just Poster yeah. of Barbie up there being like, don't mind if I do, fellas. Yeah, like, I'd like to give her a bloody good seeing too. Yeah, Got a huge um, poster of Jet from Gladiators <laughs> in mind. Oh, Jet from Gladiator was was hot. Jet from Gladiator, I, I think, for a lot of men, is still the is still the ideal. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not really saying she isn't hot. I'm just saying it's a weird choice. It's an odd pin-up choice specifically. I think, I fe- honestly, I feel like Jet from Gladiator is very much your type. I can't. I don't really have clear memories of Jet from what? Gladiator. She looks. A, I just think she it's looks funny. A bit like young Terry Hatcher. To be obsessed with someone from Gladiators. Yeah, that's true. I think that's. Do you want to find it? Do you want to find a picture? Because she does. She looks a bit I'm like. I'm just looking up. <laughs> Diane Udale is her name. Yeah, um, her name is Jet. Oh yeah. Oh, but Udale really not spelt how you would think. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. She's attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, uh, I'll tell you what she looks like. She. Do you remember when everyone was putting their face through those gender swap face apps? She yeah, actually looks she a looks little like bit a face like, app of a good-looking man. She actually looks a little bit like your gender swap face app. No, my no, <laughs> a my, little bit uh, there. Yeah, but it's because she does. I've quite, I have a much like thinner nose, which was very, yeah, was made true. even thinner in that's the true. face she's app. Got, she's got yeah, Udale is not spelled at all like you'd expect it to be spelled. It's spelled like you, Dale. Yeah. Yeah, I would have um, thought it'd be E W. Yeah, yeah. After um, she left uh, her gladiator life, she <laughs> she married. Life. Life. <laughs> yeah, after she left the arena, she 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 trained in psychotherapy. Imagine getting a, a session from Jet from gladiators <laughs> to working through your personal issues. Yeah, like I kind of, yeah, you've managed to like you finally managed to like kind of work your way through the NHS referral <laughs> process. Mm. They're giving you six sessions of CBT with Jet from Gladiators. Yeah, you feel like you're not getting anywhere. You feel like you're on the travelator. I've been there. <laughs> you're just you're just trying to swing from one suspended ring to another, but it feels <laughs> pointless. No, I get it. Do you know who is now a psychotherapist? Who? Um, Connie Booth, who plays uh, Polly in Faulty Towers. Really? Yep. That is so interesting. That's the only other career when you're a former famous person in Britain. You've got to become a psychotherapist. Or a maths teacher. (laughs) Oh, yeah, or a maths teacher. You're allowed to become a maths teacher. A lot of them go the other way around, don't they? They go maths teacher to famous person as well. Like Ramesh Ranganathan was a maths teacher. He's, he's the only one, though. I can't think of any other form of maths. I think there are, I think there are other, certainly teachers. other teachers that have rung a bell. Maybe who's, not who, maths Who's gone the other way? Who's been famous and then become a maths teacher? Uh, what's his face? He played Joffrey 
in Game of Thrones. Oh, I but he's like so famous. He quit after he finished Game after he finished Game of Thrones. He quit acting. He's like, like it's the most amazing experience of my life. It was incredible. I'm always grateful for it. But I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to act. Um, and I'm going to retrain. I'm now richer than and God. And I'm going to retrain as a math teacher. And I don't know if he's actually done it, but like that's what he said that he was going to do in this interview that I read with him. I thought that was really charming. <laughs> That is wow. cute. Yeah, I remember him. He used to go to all shows in Edinburgh and stuff. And mm. even while Game of Thrones was the biggest thing in the entire world, he was just yeah. sort of popping along to shows. Jack Let's Leeson. just say I've got a new angle. That's his name, Jack Leeson. <laughs> I think one of the Zootons is. I think the, the the main one from the Zootons is now a math teacher. The main one from the Zootons, yeah. Mr. Zooton. <laughs> Mr. Zooton. Yeah. And also now the kids you're teaching will not remember the Zootons at all, so you'll be fine. Whereas oh, I think Game no, of Thrones is pretty dangerous. No, they'll they'll know Valerie still. Why? Because it's a famous song. And it's been no, it's been revived on TikTok. Oh, is it? Oh no. Mm. Oh, TikTok. It's got a lot to answer for, TikTok. It does indeed. Yeah. Anyway, the plot of this episode. George George retrains as a maths teacher. No, so at the start of the episode, uh, George and Jerry have this conversation about how, which is kind of it's kind of like fourth Jerry, wall Seinfeld. It's cousin sign and tan, and it's all crazy. Jerry, get me out of here! I've got a new angle. <laughs> you can't just become a maths teacher. Takes time. I was subtracting all over the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the kids will eat you alive. Yeah, I'll work on that bit. <laughs> oh, oh no, I think it's got legs. It's got legs. <laughs> I think it's ready to go. <laughs> yeah? Absolutely, trot it out on stage, man. Yeah. There's got to be a mic running right now. Do you want to take a break? It could, use, it could use some workshopping, but I think it's definitely got the makings of something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Jerry and George have this conversation about how they're like they're like we're like we're like children, you know. We just we go out with this with these women, we break up with them for stupid reasons. This is because George is just breaking up with a woman for bra- beating him at chess. Yeah, which is it's very a funny to be playing beautiful chess with a woman, woman once anyway. again. Again, yeah. oh, I know yeah. I know they're all beautiful and stuff, but Jesus Christ, an, that an woman is absolutely beautiful woman. <laughs> stunning. And no offense to Georgie boy, but Jesus Christ, I would yes, break up with well. someone if they beat me at chess. <laughs> really. I'm I'm a I'm a sore loser. <laughs> right. No matter how fit they were, no matter how long we'd been married. That's why I won't play chess with George because I don't want to be put in that situation. Because he's very good at chess, and I'm. Uh, he gets the chess board am, out, and I you're am, like, "Don't make me go back there, George." I am. I am bad at chess. Yeah. Because I, I have, lack the concentration for it. Because I have a short attention span, and I also am incapable of seeing more than one move ahead like i'm like a kind of i'm like a labrador so i look at chess pieces and like if somebody like if somebody takes one of my pieces it genuinely hurts my feelings yeah i'm like honestly like what the as, fuck? <laughs> why would you, you do might that not be to as me? confident as george is to the point of blatant misogyny in which he accuses the queen of being <laughs> yeah. one of those feminist types who thinks she likes oh, me you out think there she's one of those feminists yeah that's 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 very funny mm. that's um, good stuff. and <laughs> Um, you actually, you, you occasionally get, um, you occasionally get a, a sort of glimpse of Costanza's feeling of feelings about women on this show. There's another, I can't remember which episode it's in, but it's really, really good. Um, when he's sort of saying, oh yeah, you know, the feminists, they want equality, but you know, when the bill comes, where are they? And Elaine just says, what does that mean? <laughs> and, uh, it, and it, and it obviously, uh, silences him because, uh, men are being silenced by women with their chess playing. 
That is right. Yeah, you got it. You got to shout them out. We have the seeds of modern woke uh, yeah, discourse that's what, that's in these what the, episodes. That's what the Queen's Gambit is. It's uh, <laughs> telling different men to sh- sit their asses down and listen. Mm. Damn right. The yeah. Queen's Gambit was saying, "Oh, hello." <laughs> Has to be more of a gambit. That's more of a greeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been over cracking up this morning, because we got in my car and I've been listening to the Prince Harry audiobook as research for another podcast, but he's reading it himself, which just yeah, really. It's real unforced error. And he was doing an impression of the Queen, like as I started the car, which is, is like I was on the parade ground at Sandhurst and we were being inspected by, inspected by the Queen. She like, came out to gam, me and she gam. said, <laughs> she said, Oh, hello. (laughs) Oh, he does the voice. Yeah, he sort of does a kind Mm. of his own voice, but a bit squeakier. Mm. He does call the Queen Mother Gam Gam. Mother Gam Gam. Oh, sorry. The Queen Mother. Yeah. Space Gam Gam. Not Mother Gam Gam. Gam. (laughs) Hello, Mother Gam Gam. (laughs) Like a fantasy book character. Hello, Mother Gam Gam. But you have to then do the voices for everyone. Like, does he do voices of the entire Markle family, for example? Like, does he he really like that? I would hope not. (laughs) I would would not. Just doing the JFK voice as an impression of Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Harry, the whole family would have you believe that. That's not the J. That's the no, no, voice. The, yeah, the oh, the JFK the, the JFK, voice, the as film to voice. The- <laughs> well, uh, my name's Meghan Markle. <laughs> when I married Meghan into the royal family, I didn't expect them to be weird. <laughs> Nobody warned me that they were all inbred freaks. Why did no one tell me about this? Perhaps they figured there's a woman who grew up in Canada, I would know about it. We don't attempt to bring down the monarchy because it's easy. We do it because it's hard. <laughs> That's right. They wanted to know the color of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're straying into back into I Jerry. Said, what do you want? Back a into our Jerry number. impressions. Yeah. <laughs> it's becoming Jerry now. They wanted to know the color of the baby. Jerry F. Kennedy. You can't that, ask the color of the baby. There's a bit. Who are these people? If you do Seinfeld bits in the Kennedy voice. Um, well, uh, I think the monkey, it's like the final boss of pets. There we go. Yeah, yeah. When you're like, I need something that can roller skate and smoke cigarettes, why not just have a child? Yeah, there we go. See? Now that has legs. Yeah, there you now go. Now make him a math teacher and we've got everything coming JFK, together. Okay, like dumping Marilyn Monroe because she like slurped a drink or something. <laughs> There you go. If they were so special, they'd be on the menu. Oh, no, fuck it. Man, that is really not different. If they were so special, <laughs> they'd be on the menu. That, yeah, you're going to do the hand yeah, as well. Do yeah. something about like not liking her coming to see him through the tunnel because, like, once a woman's in a tunnel, does that make her like that much different from a rat? <laughs> Etc. That kind of, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's a danger. Again, like a, like a, you know, um, uh, that's at the workshop stage. We got a, I'm we gonna got a fucking rat. I'm gonna make a few notes. Um, on on that one. So yeah. So anyway, <laughs> George and Jerry. Jerry decides he's gonna get back with uh this girl that that he uh he broke he got up rid with of her because she's shushed him. Yeah. Which to be fair, annoying behaviour. Yeah, but not. Not a dumping offence. No, but I just, I don't, I don't, I also, I do agree with Jerry's phobia of being shushed. I don't care for it. It's so, it's so aggro, the shush. But. Like, you can shush a child, because, like, they're a child, like, you know, they're under your authority, but you can't shush, like, another adult. Does he say the context of the shush? But when they're watching, they're watching TV, and he's, like, 
you know, he's flapping his gums and she shushes him. That's insane. Yeah, watching TV, the shush, that's like in the comfort of your own home, that's insane. In a cinema, I can accept a shush, you know. This is because I'm like, I'm on on Jerry's side here as an inveterate uh, jaw during TV shows. Like, I like to, I like to chat. I feel like TV watching is a communal experience and I like to (laughs) chat about what is going on on the screen. And um, my boyfriend is a silent TV watcher. Um, mm. And does not like. He to likes ch- the films of Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> and does not. Yeah, he, he likes Buster, Buster Keaton. Keaton yeah. Yeah. He likes to Buster Keaton. Is that something? <laughs> Buster Keaton. I hardly know a, her. A, a Keaton being a huge amount of calm. Yes, it is. That is yeah. the, the yeah. That's the that's the unit. Remember when we were talking about the different sizes of wine bottle. Yeah, yeah. And there's it's like a, a similar, of cum. yeah, a Jeroboam of come. Then you've got the Keaton. Mm. Uh, then you've got, um, then you've got the Tatum. Right. Yeah. Um, then you've got the ten cc, and then you've got the dribble. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Glad we got, glad we've right, got, yeah, that. No. glad we've got that covered. Uh, Tom is looking distasteful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I'm just glad we're all working blue now. You've all got on board. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you've, you've warmed been, us up. You've infected us. Uh, mm. Yeah, and so what he does if I am chatting during a TV show mm. or during a film is he very pointedly pauses it, and I don't like that. I think that is worse than That's being very shushed because it's because I think that is really passive aggressive. And he claims that he's doing it so that I can finish what I'm saying and then he can get back yes. to focusing on the TV. Which is believable from George oh, because George is that considerate. It is but. absolutely believable, but it's so, but it's so passive aggressive. I'm the getting way such a like, great picture of a bicker here. <laughs> picks up the remote, presses pause, turns to me and says, "What were you saying?" <laughs> <laughs> it really, it, it puts a lot of pressure on you. It's like, oh, it's like, you think you're as interesting as the peripheral, I do you, bitch? I, I, All right, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even saying anything. You think you're as interesting as Buster Keaton? All right. I, I was just, I was saying that I recognise that actor from something else and I was trying to work out what it was. I was just saying who do you who do you think who do you think it's gonna turn out to be? We had that the other night where I discovered that one of the one of the bit part actors in this show looked exactly like my next door neighbour. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's like really like one to one. I was like, this is an incredible. That's the kind of that's the kind of anecdote that's like I think only enhanced by not knowing what your next door neighbor looks like. Yeah, I think that makes it better. Well, Annabelle not worse. did know what my next door neighbor looks like. She was like, yeah, he really does. Because <laughs> we were both like, he looks familiar, but I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Fair enough. And then we were like, that's it. It's the neighbor. Shh. It's John from next door. (laughs) If you liked somebody, would you break up with them over a shush? Uh, No, probably not. But you might say, don't shush me, and that might turn into a row. Don't shush me. Don't shush me. Don't shush me, Don't shush me, puppet. I think the the key to all of it is in a bit at some point, which maybe you guys have watched already, but mm-hmm. there is a Seinfeld bit in which he talks about going on a date with someone and you're looking at the other person and, of course, you extrapolate to the rest of your life. So, can I look – I think this, pe- this person's eyebrows are too close together. I don't think I can look at someone – can I look at this person for the rest of my goddamn life? <laughs> like, I think that's a really good key to understanding Jerry's mind is that mm. any small annoying habit is like – in a relationship yeah. context, it's like, okay, this is till death. Can I deal with a <laughs> shusher from I now until death? A but- girl that I once dated briefly did say to me uh, that you know on a first date why you're ultimately going to break up with someone. <laughs> and I was like, that is actually <laughs> quite true in no, some I ways. Think, I think that is true. Yeah. Mm. 
and it could be the eyebrows, it could be the shush, you know. What do you reckon? What I, do you reckon I don't think that's true. Is? I mean, I think when you're on a first date or if you're excited about something, I mean, I'm just trying, my current boyfriend, I didn't, my current boyfriend. Um, <laughs> you already know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's thinking about those eyebrows. <laughs> he has giant hands. That's why we'll break up. No, mm. but like we hooked up, I guess, and then went on several dates. But the hooking up was very exciting and, you know, you're full of love and admiration. You're excited about someone. So, Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like the first date is not at all representative of um, of the <laughs> the truly mind-numbing and infuriating yeah, like things you'll find like out You're not going to bring person. out your worst personality traits on a first date. Well, I don't know. I think I definitely have done. I, I, <laughs> I think definitely have displayed my personality in an unfortunate way. Maybe on, not on my worst date. personality traits, but there are definitely aspects of my personality which are unavoidable. And which are not not some people's cup of tea, such no. as most of it. On my first date with George, I started going on and on and on about how long it took them to get all the blood out of the paving stones after the French Revolution and how they should have used <laughs> pigs to do the cleanup because pigs eat everything. And I like I went literally went on and on about it and he was not put off weirdly <laughs> that was exactly what he was looking for that was his kink that was yeah that was like, top, like bizarrely top of his requirement list mm. yeah. then did he just go back to watching White Lotus or whatever <laughs> just like thank you for sharing that with me that's a great theory like, are Can you we done? Finish this? <laughs> I wonder why he'd been tweeting need me a bitch who knows about Robespierre but then <laughs> Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, what do you both think is the thing that if you were dating Jerry or Costanza, they would mm. they would ditch you for? <laughs> Tom, you're the you're the guest. You go first. <laughs> Probably my cock and balls. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Although I must say I was thinking and particularly in this this episode, again, another great example as to why Seinfeld are is. Are you so suggesting because friends. they're straight men and you have a cock and balls, or are you suggesting that you have a weird cock and balls? Yeah, I'm, I'm, just I'm interested to... in the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean both. So, but mainly <laughs> mainly the heterosexuality. But the, right, the show okay, deals yeah. with gayness so much better than than friends, for example, having oh, yeah. rewatched a few yeah, we've friends episodes that, yeah. recently, which is just a steaming pile of homophobia. But uh, mm. so I felt very, yes, very funny about uh, gay people while also exploring their own insecurities. I, I like that. Um, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, by I'm not a shusha. I'm probably pretty, pretty easy going. I'm probably too messy for Jerry, to be honest, and uh, maybe too um, prepared to stand up for myself when, when it comes to George. Those are probably things that would end it for me with those fellas. Yeah, that's a really that's a that's a thoughtful answer. Oh, I'm um, sorry. No, no, it's good. No, 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 no. It's, it's, I think it's on good. a basic level, I've bad sinuses. I sniff a lot. Um, oh yeah, that Jerry yeah. would absolutely hate the sniffing. Yeah. Because then I think actually a lot of the aspects of my personality, oh, yeah, a sniffer. which some people can't handle, are probably things which would fit in quite well with the mm, Seinfeld true. group. Like I'm a massive bitch. Like if you introduce <laughs> me to a stupid toddler, I can't pretend that it's a smart toddler. You know what I mean? If it's like a toddler who can't do an age-appropriate puzzle by themselves and is like, you know, just picking up pieces that are completely the wrong colour and shape and trying to, like, smush them in there, I'm like, mm -hmm. you're three and a half, mate. Come on. 
You know, I'm you know I'm I'm not I'm not going to bullshit someone about their toddler. You're not that and keen that is, on anyone that you think is stupid, though. Like, no, that's that not, is true. That's not. But when adults, you, you can get away with it more. I think adults are more expected to stand on their own two feet. What than a toddler? Yeah. So you so you find a stupid toddler more objectionable no, than no, a no, stupid no, no. adult. In- incorrect. What I mean is I think <laughs> if you find stupid if you if you if you obviously think a child is stupid, it's less socially acceptable than thinking an adult <laughs> is stupid. Because sure. people are like, they're a kid and you're like, they're a stupid where do you think stupid adults come from? They're a stupid children, my friend. <laughs> but like in relative terms, it's more forgivable for a child to be stupid than it is for an adult to be stupid. No, surely. I would agree, yeah, of course. My point is, yes, it's less, why, it's less yes, forgivable it, to think that a child is stupid, but I still yes. do. I don't know. A lot of stupid people are really pretty nice. I think, I, like, I'm, I'm definitely very. Fond. You're still not I'm getting not this, saying though. that stupid <laughs> people aren't <laughs> nice. That's no, not no, my. No, but like, like not, not all stupid people are nice. But like, no. when you meet like They're a mixed bag. When you meet someone, <laughs> they're who, a mixed bag. <laughs> a mixed bag. When you meet someone who's like sweet and stupid, like they the can archers. be just very, very pleasant company. Yeah. Yes, but I think Milo's saying that he gets judged by other people and will yeah, judge yeah, no, him no, more no, harshly no, for no, treating a child he, stupidly. I, I, I understand what he's saying. I'm just surprised <laughs> that you have any feeling about a child being... Like, are you impressed when a child is unusually clever? Because I feel yeah. like... I feel, knowing you as well as I do, that you wouldn't be too keen on a precocious child either. <laughs> what are you talking about? You'd for? be like, yeah, shut up. No, I no, I like a smart don't kid. Tr- don't try, don't try, don't try and give me your analysis of the situation, kiddo. Play with your blocks. You'll you'll only accept a child with an IQ of one hundred. Nothing yeah. more, nothing less. Just That's the it. flat mm. average, like, like a child that could hold down a basic email job, but nothing more. <laughs> not a not a kind of child who could do like kind of complex equations. No, no, actually, no. I I like a smart kid. I find them entertaining. Mm. You know. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Because that's the fundamental problem with children. You have nothing to discuss, you know? I think... I think... <laughs> nothing to discuss. Okay, well, let's, yeah. uh, let, let's, let's put a pin in that and yeah. maybe come back to that. I don't read the financial Separately, signs. Maybe that's, gonna... maybe that's something to keep for your yeah. session with Jet from Gladiators. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get her involved. Get her um. involved. See what, she, see what she thinks. Yeah, I don't know what mine would be. I suspect it might be something like either... Just, the talking during TV shows mm. or films, or during a film, saying why is this happening when it's clearly something that sh- that is going to be explained within the text. Oh, yeah, oh, Jerry does that too. <laughs> Jerry, as again another great routine for Jerry, be like, he's that guy. I thought he was guy? with them. Oh, the, he was with is them. That the guy, why did they kill um, that guy? Oh, that's a different guy. Yeah, no, no, no. I, but I think he would hate that from someone else. But he doesn't mind doing it himself. I think that's the. He's a hypocrite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. Well, I mean, he ended up dating a woman who was his exact uh, yes. mirror image, yeah. and uh, didn't work out. So that's he'll true. never be happy. Yeah. I, I cannot. I cannot abide being asked questions about the film that we're both watching for the first time. <laughs> it's like my, it's my like it's my real. Bet. I'm just sat there and I'm just like I'm watching. I'm watching the same film you are. Yeah. I don't know who he is either. That's that's a choice made by the director. You're not supposed but to know who he is. At least you yet. don't pick up the remote and do the pointed <laughs> pause push. I'm not going to pause. I don't want to listen to what she's saying. I'm, try- I'm trying to block <laughs> it out. <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm not as courteous as George. I'm zooming in. He is. He is courteous. I'll give him. I'll give him that. He is courteous. 
There you go. He's a courteous man. Yeah. <laughs> courteous Mayfield, they call him. Right. Um, huh? So we, uh, yeah. And so then basically, yeah, Jerry gets back with um, with the shusher and George decides that he's going to go and propose marriage to Susan. Oh, yeah. The other thing that, because that, George says, like, you can't, because Jerry says, like, oh, we're not, we're not men, we're, we're, we're boys. What, you're breaking up with someone because she beat you at chess? And Costanza says, it's not just that. It's like she had an annoying catchphrase. She used to say, you're happy, pappy. Um, mm. And Jerry then tries the, you're happy, pappy. Yeah. He's like, oh, the, it's just an expression. On the shusha. Yeah. According I, to Wikipedia, um, the actress Heidi Swedberg uh, used that expression in conversation with Larry David off oh, camera. Oh, really? What, you're happy, pappy? Happy Pappy, and clearly that annoyed him enough or amused him enough, him enough that he worked that, it into an episode. Well, imagine yeah. one of your catchphrases being immortalised <laughs> as something like uniquely annoying, like dumpable level annoying. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. If I was Larry David, I wouldn't be able to do that because I would just, I'd be too embarrassed at, the, like, obviously being like, a, yeah, I'm just, I'm just mocking you openly. Yeah. <laughs> this person that I've worked with. In the same episode as well, like not even in a subsequent episode that she might not watch, like in the episode. Brutal, yeah, this savage. character is really big and dumb called Smiley, and uh, Smiley's mm. such a fucking idiot, keeps falling over all the time, doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, exactly. I just pull stuff from life and yeah. put them up there on the big screen. Yeah, just naming this character a uh, Sidey Hedberg, and they say some <laughs> annoying fucking shit. Um... Uh, do you, do you have any annoying catchphrases in your past? Has anyone ever used an annoying catchphrase? Oh, used an annoying catchphrase. Mm. Um, Not like I went through a period of genuinely saying "awesome sauce" with no level of irony. Okay, yeah, that's no, no, that's, cool fine. Thing to that's say. fine. Have you Amazing. ever been like annoyed by someone that you're dating's catchphrase? <sighs> or like um, way of expressing themselves? A guy I dated briefly did. And ironically, referred to me as Honey Bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that's and, cute. No. Well, the first <laughs> time we did it was funny, and then and then like just that was the only nickname forever. And I was like, this is this cannot continue. Mm. I don't want to say that's why we broke out. It wasn't quite Seinfeld level, but it was certainly it was certainly the top ten reasons. <laughs> I, it, yeah, I I once had a girlfriend who used what I can only describe as like cutesy language in the bedroom which i can't i can't share it here because it's too horrifying but like i just (laughs) like it was it was such a it was such a powerful ick that i can't (laughs) like it was because it was like what she would do to initiate sex and nothing made me want to have sex less Mm. than yeah no how bad are we talking Will you tell me when we're, when we're I off mic? I can tell you off mic, okay. but I just can't. Okay, there can't are some things you have to keep to... from the hogs, you know, at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> there are some secrets so dark. Yeah, that, I think, yeah, uh, no, no, I think that's Milo, fine. put your peeny weenie in my hoochie woochie. Oh, God. No, I Honestly, don't. in yeah. some ways, like worse. Um, worse? <laughs> like, less, less obviously cringe, but, like, w- worse in a way. Um... Hoochie woochie. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, she got that hoochie woochie. <laughs> she hoochie on my woochie to like, yeah. Etc. Oh, my terrible. sticky hole needs your dicky wicky. That oh. kind of thing. Oh. My sticky I'm, hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing out ideas. I oh, just wow, workshop yeah. it. Possible. Any women listening, if you want to try any of these. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a possible uh, or, or or you know or gay men, you know, give it a go. Um. 
I had a friend who, this might be, again, yes, I had a friend who was having sex with a gentleman who called out- um, A gentleman? Fuck fuck me in my boy pussy, which caused my friend to laugh out loud and he he couldn't continue with the lovemaking that they were enjoying at the time. Was it was this prior to the pop- popularization of Bussy as a <laughs> or post? I'm just trying I guess to place so. this Maybe in the era. I mean, like yeah, it's that, that's been like I think as far as I can tell, that's been like kind of a phrase in kind of in queer culture for a while. It's only recently mm. that it's made the it's made the kind of mainstreamed leap. Oh, uh, yeah, I can, I can I can surely believe that. It just seems that it's like a you know. It it would take on a different timbre of funniness depending on whether it was pre or post the sort of watershed mainstreaming of bussy. Say, do you say it bussy or do you say it bussy? I would say bussy personally. Tom, um, I assume bussy. Yes, it's a, again, it hasn't come up for me in my, in my life. Bousset. I think I've only ever seen it written down. Gary really. Bousset. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star of stage and screen, Gary Bousset. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, if you've got a little one, it's a Cri- boussin. Oh, uh, well, that's kind of cute. Le petit boussin. Le petit boussin. Ah <laughs> oui, le boussin. Baisez-moi. Où est, où est le boussin? J'ai besoin de boussin. Où est le boussin? Où est le boussin? Oh, sorry, boisson. Boisson. Sorry for the confusion there. Le People of boisson, France. le boisson. Yeah. I'd like to point out in that diner scene too, there is a boom shadow on Jerry's head right at the end of the scene. Okay. Which I really I really enjoyed seeing. I just thought like, I, you know, I they're making millions of dollars, biggest <laughs> sitcom in America in the entire fucking world. Still getting a few boom shadows in shots. I'm just so happy stuff. with that take. They're just like, you know what? Just leave the shadow in. It's fine. Mm. It's breaking the fourth wall. This scene is breaking the fourth wall and then we're like really yeah, really it's, it's a meta digging in with the, yeah. <laughs> with the fourth wall breaking. Yeah, so then um yeah, George cuz he reminisces about Susan and then he and then he charges off and just like asks her to marry him and somehow Susan says yes. Remember, he says it takes a couple of hours convincing. Yeah, but she's also remember supposed to be like in her kind of the same age as Costanza presumably. So she's supposed to be kind of mid mid 30s. Mm. And she may well be afflicted with mid 30s female madness. Elle a besoin de boussin. <laughs> she does. She yeah. does indeed. She does indeed. Yeah. Need the bussy. Yeah, and they have a very funny Busset call. a la Costenza. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah, like that's like honestly, like that's not sexist. I have like I have many female friends who have been afflicted with mid thirties female men. Oh, I've heard about it. Um and I like I guess it makes sense if you it's want like to have one a kid. of the dancing so much, plagues I, they I had in medieval Europe. I never quite unlock Susan's I mean she's very, she's from an extremely rich family. She is, yeah. She has a high-powered executive job at NBC. Not anymore because uh, Costanza well, loses no, her, her job. But you assume that she's got herself another job in the interim. You presume she's not like... She's very capable. Yeah. Mm. She's still dating George Costanza? Can't stand you? Yeah. yeah. Can't she's stand hot. You. She is hot. She is hot. The mm. only explanation is the mid-30s female madness. Mm. <laughs> but then actually as is revealed in this episode she's very boring apparently this is yeah. the new um so yeah basically george yeah they, they get engaged yeah and he then... doesn't he doesn't like her and that was like the issue when they were like dating the first time is that fundamentally he doesn't like her he feels like he should on paper but he just doesn't crazy 
I've never, never met a man like this. Um, so <laughs> then, anyway, um, he charges around to Jerry's apartment to announce he's gotten engaged. And Jerry's like, oh, that's great. I actually broke up with mine. Yeah. And then George is suddenly put out she, he because thought she it was eats like, peas and one okay, by one. So I wanted to bring this scene up. Firstly, yeah. this chick is hotter than shit. And yeah, second really of all, horrible. when he's like, why are you eating your peas so slowly? And she says, what's the hurry? That is the hottest thing I've ever heard a woman say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I can't explain it. But her just like pee on four going, what's the hurry? I was like, yes. I, I would do anything for this chick. You're telling me that's hotter than, oh, licky, licky, my little lady (laughs) pussy. God, you you really do have a strange repertoire of. uh, of, I can't account for it. Don't you? Like, at the moment, like, it's a woman saying, what's the hurry with a single pee on her fork? And (laughs) that. And that woman from... It's not the, it's not the specificity of the situation. The name, what, it's, it's the vibe. It's, what's it, the it, name of the actress slapping you in the face and calling you a dirty little pervert? Oh, uh, yeah, Polly Walker. Yeah, yeah, Polly Walker slapping you in the face and calling you a dirty little pervert. Yeah, there's a bit There's a bit in the HBO series Rome where uh, <laughs> Polly Walker like slaps her like teenage son across the face and calls him a filthy little pervert. And I'm like, look, just call him balls and strikes here. That's hot. I'm like... <laughs> um, <laughs> My front page looks Gillian's? like, looks like that because Gillian's. that's how the algorithm works. It's not because of anything I've clicked on yeah, before. Exactly. That's not. <laughs> that's just how it that's not up. like. That's not why. It's not like recommending me things based on other things. No, that absolutely I've not. Sorry, Tom. You have a Polly Walker theory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just wondering if you watch Billions, the TV show Billions. You might. Uh, I've heard about it, but not it watched yep. it. Damien Lewis playing a hedge fund guy, right? Hedge fund manager Paul Giamatti is the. Um, Head attorney, attorney, the the New York State attorney who is also into BDSM, and there's just quite a lot of exploration of his uh, sick little okay. twisted fantasies that mm. you might get off on. Mm. You sick fuck. Trying to trying <laughs> to trying to date bastard. more than one hot Roman milf because you're polyamorous. Yeah, Cause, uh, yeah, cause you're, yeah, 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 yeah. But it has to be more than one, otherwise it's not polyamorous. It's yeah, 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 exactly. I need, I need, yeah. I need, I need Polly Walker and Christina Hendricks. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then I'm polyamorous. Yeah, yeah. All you the... want is a busty redhead to punch you in the face. Basically, there yeah. we go. Okay, well, uh, ladies. <laughs> but I, I think no, I think no, I think this is actually this is actually cutting to the core of my point about the peas. <laughs> Because it has nothing to do with the peas. The reason why it's hot is just the it's just the like the withering nonchalance with which she's like, "What's the hurry?" It doesn't matter that it's. I don't have any particular interest in peas in a sexual context. Um, See, I didn't think you did. Um, I do now, though. <laughs> <laughs> I do now, though. Yeah, you know, I don't want a woman to beat me up. I just wanted to. I just wanted to be contemptuous of me. That's the. That's the real. You know. That's the money shot right there. Let's see what Jet has to say <laughs> yes. about oh, that. God. To be fair, Jet could probably be quite contemptuous of you. She could probably beat me up as well. but you know, Easily, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. She's a, she's a strong, psychothera- strong psychotherapy girl. skills to fuck, fuck your brain up real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She um, beats you up and then we- traumatizes you. <laughs> And makes you suppress the trauma. Mm. Um, when George proposes to Susan, he also calls his parents, of course, yeah. which is, mm. again, one of the most bleak just relationships ever put on screen, I think, and a beautiful, very funny uh, mm. portrayal of uh, 
of parents. But um, I guess, yeah, that was just everything you needed to know about Costanza's in a particular phone call that I thought was um, yeah, I know, really powerfully absolutely. delivered. Yeah, when he, when his mum says, um, why, do you, why do you love him? I think that's... May I ask why? May I ask why? <laughs> yeah, getting kind of a thousand oh, yard stare from that and just being like, oh, good. Goodness me. <laughs> I'm legally obliged to love him, but you are under no such obligation. What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Yeah. No, perfect. Just good, just great writing. You love to see it's, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it's beautiful. And, and then, yeah, so Costanza feels like feels like Jerry has unwittingly entered into a pact with him that he has broken by refusing to marry the single P eater. And he's like, "No, I just shook your hand. Yeah, it wasn't a deal. It was just a handshake." <laughs> Okay. And he's uh, like, where we, I we come from, the... that's, a ha- that's a deal. And then Jerry's like, we come from the same place, which I thought was a great line. <laughs> yeah. Also, Dan... previously, Kramer told Jerry that marriage is a prison, which I thought <laughs> yeah. was a particularly great scene. Yeah. A wonderful performance again, and quite a dark inside again. It's, and I really think that dark. Jerry Seinfeld's, because he didn't get married till he was 50 or something, mm. and of course mm. was dating, you know, babies. One um, baby. So, just the one, one baby. Just one. And I know that that sounds like it is a defense, but mm-hmm. I just can't get over it. It's so much weirder to only date one. If you date loads of teenagers, that's like a gross yeah. paraphilia. That's like that's like your thing. But to be a mm-hmm. normal person, but just one teenager, you're like, I'll, yes, I'll that's try anything. So much once. weirder. It's so much weirder. I think. Mm. Yeah, like just dating a teenager and being like, not for me. You know what? Not for me. I just, gave just it, add all women it, for me I from now on. I gave it a go and I don't care for it. It's so strange. It's so strange. Um, yeah. Uh, Do you think the 19-year-old ever turned to Jerry and said, hey, what's the rush? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe <laughs> that's maybe that, why are you worried yeah, about maybe that's what it comes to. You grow up like Tamagotchi out. Yeah, also... The problem with Jerry in this episode is he's just very, very suggestible. So, like, Costanza starts saying, like, oh, we should be, like, settling down. We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. And Jerry's like, yeah, that sounds right. And then Kramer <sighs> says, no, marriage is a prison. You've got to talk about your day. And he's like, no, that sounds right as well. So mm. he's really he's really not got a lot of – he has not got a strong sense of self in this Never episode, met anyone I like think. This. <laughs> well, again – just brilliant Seinfeld statement that no no one can change, nothing changes. You are who you are yeah. until death, and you yeah, never yeah, get yeah. better as a person. We never learn anything yeah. at the end of any episode. Yeah, no no one hugs, and we're just our own yeah. shitty selves until we yeah. die. Yeah, uh, yeah. An uplifting message. <laughs> An uplifting message indeed. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So the, meanwhile, Elaine's plot line is that she keeps being woken up by a dog in the night, and mm. she loses her voice. And she starts speaking in a husky way, yeah, which no, I imagine oh, you were taking some shoes. psychic yeah. damage off mm. Elaine with her husky voice. Husky Elaine. And her. The last thing she wants is a husky. And her not and her um, new haircut as well. She's got new hair. Yeah, the haircut, <laughs> the sort of the weird like Victorian ghost nighty that she's wearing. But she's always worn the Victorian ghost nighty. She always wears those. Yeah, um, yeah, no, unless she's lot. dating and then she wears a little silky nighty. Oh yeah, classic. Two, there are two modes of Elaine sleep. I did. <laughs> I did. I did briefly date this French girl who like gave me kind of an, an affection for the French, which I didn't think I had in me because like she would just do shit, just like on like a Tuesday night would just wear like a silk negligee to bed, and I would be like, "Oh hi," and then she'd be like, "This is what I wear to bed," and I'd be like, "I I," and I'm like, "What a culture." 
<laughs> like it's just she just thought of this as like a completely unremarkable thing to do. Again, there are li- there are two modes of French female dressing. Mm. There's I look like I recently robbed someone who currently has nowhere to live mm. and I'm wearing their clothes and mm. the silk negligee. That's it. Those are the two things that French women wear. Mm. Yeah. You might think that's xenophobic, but you're wrong. Yeah. You are incorrect. There we go. Um, much, to, much to consider. <laughs> much, to, much, much to ponder. Mm. The French contain multitudes. Um, two. But, they contain two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> technically a multitude. It is technically a multitude, yeah. It's right. not a singletude. They contain... De. 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 Yes. A, a duplitude. Yeah. De mud. De mud. <laughs> les deux mots de les Français. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, les deux mots de Boussin. That's correct, yeah. Um, so uh, Elaine turns to Kramer for help. He's like, oh, I know a guy who can like sort out a dog for you. And then it turns out to be Newman. Of course it does. Great scene with like Newman smoking in the dark. Well, um, it's well established that Newman and the dogs are lifelong enemies because he's a mailman. Newman is a mailman. Yeah, naturally. Um, yes. and, I, and I, you know what, I, I support this. Mm-hmm. I like a good dog, but all dogs are on probation for mm. me until... Until they've proven that they're not until a dickhead. They, until they've sat their asses down and listened. When a cat's being a dickhead, I'm like, fair enough, that's your prerogative. You know, yeah. you're, you're a man of the world. I feel like it's not explored as to why the owners of the dog aren't similarly annoyed by a constantly barking dog. Oh, like why, no, I guess, maybe that old no, lady no, just... It's because, it's because, like, they're dog people and dog people are as uh, immune to the poor behaviour of their dog as parents are to the poor behaviour of their children, I think. Like, dog owners can't smell their dogs as well. Mm. Like, this is definitely (laughs) definitely something that I've noticed. Like, a a friend of mine was saying about how, like, oh, yeah, I know, like, most dogs smell, but, like, like my dog like just doesn't have a smell at all. And I went round to her house and I have never smelt a stronger dog house than this this house. And it's just like, is it that you just can't smell your own dog in the way that you can't smell your own baby's nappy is that is that the, is that the kind of corollary here um we've evolved to have uh, smell blindness when it comes to dogs yeah. i guess so yeah, no. elaine has a bad run with dogs hasn't she she got yeah, she bitten, got by, bitten a dog by a dog a few and then she gets scared by ago. and then she gets scared by the dog after she has like the <laughs> after she gets like the the biting trauma and now the, the dog is keeping her awake um newman offers to rub out the dog Elaine at first is interested and is like, actually, no, I can't hurt a dog. Alan Kramer says, well, why don't we just like take him out to the countryside and like let him loose? And then the dog turns out to be like a little Yorkshire Terrier. And she's like, how is that noise coming out of this tiny dog? It's small dogs. They're the most annoying. It's not that they're the most annoying, but they quite often be the, 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 like, the loudest. Yeah, yeah that, like, that's, defi- that's definitely true. A big fella doesn't feel the need to bark all night. He's like, well, you know, they know I'm a big fella. I've got nothing to prove. Exactly. They got yeah, they got short true. dog syndrome. Short dog syndrome. Um <laughs> Yeah, so and then there's a like a kind of fun little sort of like farcical set piece where they like drive the dog out into the countryside and the dog not only attacks mm. Kramer and tears off a bit of his shirt mm. but also makes it back into the city somehow. Um and yeah. yeah. And runs and, all night like like homeward bound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a great bit where the cops show up at Newman's door and um, and he says, what took you so long? I, lo- I love the, 
Raymond Chandler bits of Seinfeld. They're so obviously just kind of put in because the writers like them and the writers think they're fun. And then meanwhile, we are discovering that uh, Costanza deeply regrets getting back together with Susan because she... He's in the marriage prison. Because she won't let him watch sports and she won't go to see Firestorm with him. Um, I suppose what the writers are really saying here is that there are several differences between genders and that sometimes women like to do some things and men like to do other things and they think the things that women want to do are boring and they're sort of... Yeah, they're thrown together in some kind of like relationship context, and there's always like these right? differences. Mm. Finally, is, okay. someone is okay. saying it. So this is how a, this is how a woman <laughs> dials a phone. A and this is how a man. Yeah. Uh, what I think is weird about this actually, women be shopping women and watching be shopping and movies. watching Mad About You. What I actually think is quite weird. Oh, I love the Mad About You. The fucking the closer. I know we'll get to it, but holy shit, the final credits of them watching. Just just playing the song yeah. in silence. Fucking wild. Yeah, it's really good. I actually think that this is from this show. I think it is a rare misstep because considering that a kind of narrative core of it is the two like kind of two central characters dating women and finding ridiculous stuff wrong with them and breaking up with them. It's very, very rarely it's very rarely particularly sexist and it's very rarely misogynist. It's always pretty mm. clear that the problem is with these men and like Elaine is such like mm. a brilliant mm. character and they don't and they don't use any like more or less any like misogynist tropes to write Elaine's storylines and so I think like oh yeah like you know, you know women hate dogs <laughs> you know like <laughs> bitches hate bitches mm. yeah. um, like you know yeah you know I what wish happens women did hate dogs it would make my dating life so much easier yeah no women don't like women love dogs and particularly the women that you like all love dogs. So maybe that's something that you want to address and they with, all, and they with all your like, next session with Jet. They all like terrible dogs. They never have like a nice golden retriever or something. It's always like some fucking awful thing, like a Pomeranian or like a... Pomeranians are excellent. What are you talking about? They're little uh, little golden puffballs. I, I have never met a Pomeranian ba- that I didn't want to along. drop kick out of a window. No, 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 no. They bounce <laughs> along and they Jesus run when they're like rootling around and they're really, really... Any any dog that's like the size of a fucking gerbil should not exist. No, Pomeranian. <laughs> that's my good. opinion. I'm not, I'm not keen. It's, it's an abomination. I'm not keen on the main in the main on the on the kind of the, the small dog category. But Pomeranians aren't dogs. They are uh, sea urchins, but like that have been dried out, and that's why they're fluffy, and they bounce mm-hmm. around. They're like little Ghibli characters. They're so good. I think it's when people boing, boing, get boing, dogs boing, boing. on the basis of like, oh, isn't this a pretty dog? Like, dogs aren't supposed to be pretty. They're supposed to be big, they're silly boys. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be ridiculous in some way. They're no, supposed to be like, like big fat lads. Dog. Like that's like, what they should be. I like Samoyeds. They're my favourite dog. They're kind of they're kind of in the big silly boy category for me. They're pretty as well. They're, they're like they can be they can be overlapped. They're like giant they Pomeranians. <laughs> like kind of big like. Big silly See, puffballs. This is the show. <laughs> this we just is, sit around this talking about dogs. Show. <laughs> this should be the so show. What do you do today? I don't know. So, yeah, I got right. up and came to work. I talked about fluffy dogs. How do you there feel you about That's Great Pyrenees? Show. That's the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think yeah, I think that like uh, you know when like your bro gets a girlfriend and all of a sudden he's not allowed to watch sports. I think it's yeah. I think it's a rare 
narrative misjudgment. Right, but there is still, I think still there's a level of awareness. Like when Jerry's coming out of the mm. movie and they're talking about how dumb the movie yeah. they've just seen is and he's talking to other dude, Murray Joyner, I believe, for the uh, stand-up comedian who opens for uh, for Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean. Jerry's had to make a new Seinfeld friend. Seinfeld has always said. <laughs> yeah. One <laughs> new friend. One yeah. black friend. Yeah. <laughs> one black guy. But it's like an awareness of like men are, are interested in and attracted to big dumb yeah. explosions as opposed to Susan who's crying like a real old lesbian, <laughs> like a real former lesbian. Recovering like lesbian. a real recovering lesbian. <laughs> so I think I think this, but I, t- I totally take your point. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there that's, that's quite. And I think the thing with Susan is that like throughout the show, she never does anything that's no. like super mm. annoying or anything like that. And I think I think that's also part of the genius is it's just like it's just so clearly down to George's inability yeah, to exactly. do anything about his own life. And Susan just seems like yeah, a perfectly that, that, fine person. I think, person, that's, but that, I think that's what yeah. I mean. It's like, it's almost like, it's almost like they could have just like stuck with like, she is fine and normal, but he immediately regrets it because there's something right. wrong with him. And they, yeah, yes. yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's a very, very, re- and they don't really repeat it. So like the stuff that kind of then obviously goes wrong and deteriorates mm. in the relationship with, with Susan over the course of the season, they don't really do any of this kind of men are like this, women are like this stuff again. Mm. So like, I, mm. yeah, I just think it, it feels like they're just it, riffing on the Kramer bit, aren't they? Yeah, I just it feels like it a, is, yeah. I just feels like a kind of like a kind of jarring. No, and I know it's sort of at least partly supposed to a little bit be like Jerry has thought about how he's not a man, he's a boy, and then he's actually thought about it. he's been like, actually, I want to be a boy, and that's fine. I don't mm. mind not being a man. <laughs> and Costanza, yeah, I, I want to eat cereal dis- for dinner. Yeah, Costanza <laughs> just likes yeah. um, being forced to be a man. But like this, like suggestion that like if you are gonna grow up and be a man, that means that uh, you will be. Um, that you'll be kind of forced to put up with the inevitable, dumb, boring shit that women like and women will subject you to. I just think it just, yeah, like I said, I feel it feels a little unsubtle and like I think it is a rare bum note in, ha- in, like, in how they present relationships and how they present men and women. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just think normally, yeah. normally it's just m- a bit more subtle than Gender that. politics. You know? I mean, you could also make the argument that, of course, George is just depressed oh, yeah. because, of yeah, course, he's yeah, not in love with Susan yeah. and was oh, in yeah, love absolutely. with the idea yeah. of proposing and thought that that was him taking control of his own life. So, of course, doing anything. And I've I've been in a relationship yeah. where I know the breakup is coming and I wish and that was not. And you just hate everything yeah, yeah, yeah. they're doing. Oh, no, 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 it's, no, no, it absolutely is. Well, no, yeah, no, exactly. no, they're not and even think, doing anything wrong. Yeah, they're just existing and walking around and they're my partner. they do with, like, the rest of the rest of the relationship that like it is yes. just that he just doesn't love yeah. her like there's nothing objectively wrong and mm. just in this episode on just those couple of scenes they put over that it is objectively wrong that she wants to see this this kind of like yeah. this romantic film and she wants to watch this stupid tv show she like criticizes the shirt that he's wearing mm. like and it is very kind of everybody loves raymond dish and it's just not it's not quite right just like with the right. Nobody like with, loves Costanza. Like yeah. with the rest of the show. But like, I mean, I don't know anyone who has sort of like got really into the idea of like getting married or getting into a long-term relationship without any, without that, that bearing any relationship with how they actually feel about the person. No. No. It's, do you, anyone, is, know, like, do you <laughs> know anyone like that? I don't know anyone you know like what, that. You know what is weird? <laughs> and I, whenever I observe Literally this. Literally no one. 
that it's not really it's not really like a gendered phenomenon. There mm-hmm. are both like men and women that I've met who are in relationships with people of the opposite sex who they just don't like doing any of the same things. Mm. And their other half is always trying to stop them from doing things that they like. And for all of the many, the menagerie of fucked up relationships I've been in, I've never been in a relationship like that. And I just don't get it. I was just like, just date someone who at least vaguely enjoys similar things to you. But so many people refuse to do this. They're like, no, I'm going to date someone who hates me and everything I like. But I think like a lot of people have like have internalized this kind of wild, wild different, like wild, wild internal disposition differences between between men and between men and women um and they just assume that like you it is literally impossible to find if you are a heterosexual person it is literally impossible to have anything in common in any reasonable way with the person that you are dating like i know lots of people who just assume that like that like oh well yeah like obviously i'm not going to meet a girl who likes the same thing as me because same things as me because that doesn't exist so what i have to do instead is date someone who i just yes. uh, resent a bit um, and like the same thing with like women who who date men seems to be like it's just the assumption is is that there's no kind of point of commonality, which I think is very I think is very strange. This has just made me think of I don't know if I've told this story on the I've definitely told you this story before. I've never told it on the podcast that one of the girls I used to date she worked with a guy that I was convinced was gay, but he was like deep deep in the closet, but would just like I think you have told this story, but tell it again. Yeah, and <laughs> and then one time we're at the pub with uh two of her him and two of her other colleagues who who were two gay men, and she goes up to the bar to get some drinks. And almost immediately, this guy who I thought was gay turns to the two of them and goes like, must be great being gay. And then they're like, and then they're like, what? what? And he's like, well, you know, you don't have any of this, you know, like arguing about this. Like, you know, he's like, you know, you're just two blokes. You can just watch the football and have a pint. And then one of them just goes, it's not all, it's not all like that. You know, a lot of it's arguing about interior decor. And then when we left the pub, I'm like, you're never going to believe what you said. And she's like, that doesn't prove anything. I'm like, this man is just desperate to be told that it's okay. <laughs> like, that's all he wants. He just wants someone to go, you're gay and that's Aww. fine. <laughs> but no one's doing that. Um, Are they still together? Uh, no, none of, none of them were together. So the, the, two, the two gay men were both gay, but not, not, not with, with each other. Oh, um, well, I noticed you what? assume that uh, all gay men are dating. A little bit of uh, internalised homophobia off you, off you there, Tom. <laughs> if they're in this. It must be great. I assume they're all sucking the they dick. They did once have sex with each other and it was a disaster. Why do you know so much about these people? <laughs> because they were my girlfriend at the Times colleagues and I had to listen to all of their, you know, boring... Uh, I mean, they were barristers. They were boring people. But is the gay man... Oh, the gay man no, also no, with so the that woman? was my girlfriend and the, 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 the yeah. supposedly straight man was like another oh, colleague of theirs. Like, um, even gotcha, if... Gotcha. <laughs> I will say, as someone who's tried to, uh, you know, pick up a variety of um, oh, <coughs> English yeah. men in my time, yeah, very hard to tell, it. It's hard who, to tell. Are, who are the gays and who are just English. <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Gay until proven otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the Australians are a more straightforward <laughs> default people. assumption. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like an oath, mate. Do you want to shove your cock up my ass or what? We're not oh, here yeah. to fuck spiders. I'm here to fuck men. I'm is... not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> Have you not heard that one before? No, I haven't. I love that. that. That's one. going. That's getting filed away. Tell you what, you wouldn't want to fuck spiders where I'm from. <laughs> dangerous game. I imagine it's a dangerous <laughs> game wherever you're from. I don't know. Over here, probably pretty. It wouldn't be pleasant, but it'd probably be fine. 
would you fuck? You know what? You know what? No, you know what? I've don't, not thought about it. I'll level answer, with don't you. Don't answer that. Don't think about it. Don't answer it. Let's pull back. We simply don't have time. Is Matt, was Matt about you an NBC I show? It, I assume it was, right? It might have been. I have no idea. I have no idea. All part of the idea. NBC family. I just think it's so... Like, surely... Because Jerry Seinfeld would know Paul Razor and would know other NBC people. So the fact they wrote in... I guess mm. they're allowed to do whatever they want when the season seven is the biggest sitcom of all time. But the idea that you would... Choose Matt about you to be like the <laughs> yeah, this example is, yeah, this of is like, like the a horrors shit, of a, a stale relationship. Like fucking women, like <laughs> yes. um, yeah, like then sort of going to the producer and being like, uh, is it okay? Is it okay if we like name check the show? And then being like, yeah, of course it is. And then them watching it. Yeah, hey, don't watch the episode. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't Brutal. like my name. Similar check. to like, do you mind if I include your catchphrase in the episode? Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Well, compliment. Of course. <laughs> Happy Pappy? Yeah, happy Pappy. Pretty good. I mean, yes, and I know where this season is going and there's some great yeah. moments ahead and you'll have a wonderful time. Particularly the callback from this episode, you will see Jerry Seinfeld running through those um, those uh, seagulls on the yeah, uh, jetty did, again yeah, later in the in this uh, I love that. I love the, which is the seagull on the jetty. brought me yeah, a lot of joy. Yeah. It's a lovely, lovely little visual joke. Yeah, mm. it's like it's it's a renewed pilot. It's like, a, it's like they've renewed their vows. Mm. So they're starting again with no bits and they're having to set up the characters yeah. again and like Kramer being like oh, yeah. really anti-marriage that like that's a kind of part of his character Jerry and Jerry and George being boys not uh, being boys not men uh when Elaine is on the way back from depositing the dog in the countryside she starts thinking I gotta make some changes um I'm not a oh no sorry yes. she's like in the back <laughs> of the cop car sorry having been arrested for yes. stealing the dog and she's like I gotta make some changes I'm not I'm not a woman I'm a child when um, humans like that that police station is gonna be swarming with mailmen we'll be out yeah, by lunch we'll be back on the street by lunch which I assume is a reference to something but um if it's not, I like it even more. Mm. It's, it's good, good shit. shit. But I think the pace of the show, and I, I, I do mm. remember on director's commentary or something, they talk about taking out the stand-up also because of time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. these stories were becoming so complicated that they didn't have the time. And But also this, the length of the scenes is cut down so much. Like the pace mm. is kind of crazy. And I think you'll, particularly in season eight and nine, that gets like turned up it to a crazy. Uh, you will have noticed in earlier seasons, you know, scenes in the apartment will go for like, five or six mm. minutes and there'll be th- like the three different storylines will all be playing out in yeah. the one scene as different characters mm. come in and out and stuff and where whereas this now it's like you know 30 seconds to a minute and then we're cutting yeah. to a different location and and very much outside of the normal yeah. locations i think yeah. in this episode like they really sort of start getting yeah, out and about into the not quite out kind of very much kind of prioritize kind of like gag per minute um mm. yeah gpm totally. yeah gpm we're all about that yes we are um. Yeah. So that I mean that yeah. pretty much tears like that, it. That, I think that tears yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's been torn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right the way through. <laughs> yeah. It remains for us to thank Tom very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Milo. With your little dicky wiki and your big yummy balls. <laughs> yummy balls. Oh, yummy balls. Sounds like a dumpling place in Dalston. It does. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom, is there anything you'd like to plug to our loyal hogs? Hello, hogs. Um, mm. I'd love people to buy my book that I wrote. If you, I don't know if British people will get a lot out of it. It's very Australian-focused. But if you're a Australian millennial and you want to learn how fucked over we are by neoliberal capitalism, check out my book, I Millennial, One Snowflake Screed Against Boomers, Billionaires and Everything Else. And I'm touring my new show, It Is I, all around the country over the next couple of months. 
Awesome. Fantastic. We've, got, we've got some listeners down there. Yeah, and congratulations see, on the book, which sounds great. I loved writing it. Yes, it, it nearly know, killed I me, like but I'm very I'm yeah. It. I'm happy with how it turned out. It's out there in the world. It's I had to good. fuck all those spiders. There was blood, <laughs> sweat, tears, and and bits of spider went into that. Yeah, just Bloody a little good. bit of cum, just a small amount. <laughs> a ten cc. Yeah, exactly. I busted a Keaton right in there. Busted a Keaton <laughs> in I those busted spiders. My yeah. Yep. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, we have a Patreon. You can sign up to it. It's three dollars a month for the regular bonus episodes. It's five dollars a month for the Discord and the movie corner. It's ten dollars a month for the What's the Deal miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. Um so and you're doing uh, a live show you. with B movie? Yes. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, you, you're doing yeah, our plug. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're doing a live show. It's on February the twenty eighth. Yeah, which is a Tuesday which in is, London. If you're in London. Which is a Tuesday. It's a fucking Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, isn't it? Now, have you seen B movie, Milo? I haven't. No, no I haven't yeah. either. So oh, you haven't either. Watch- okay. No, right. we're going to be watching it, especially mm. for this. I saw that shit in the cinema, man. It's um, yes, oh, wow. yes, it's wild. You're in for. A Let me wild tell you, run. we are buzzing. And <laughs> we also have another fun thing. Yeah, there's going to be coming merch. out soon. Yeah. Oh, and there's going to be merch as well. Yeah. God, we've really we've really done those plugs really well. I'm really happy with We've done those plugs. I'm really happy we've with how it. smoothly we have plugged everything. Everything We're will be in the up. notes, all right? Just Yeah. Come no, on, give us a no break. No fucking walkers, mate. Right, look. Yeah. Um yeah. we're yeah. gonna let we're gonna let Tom go. We're we gonna are. bid all of you a fond farewell and we will see you all very soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.